0: listening to audio from Faith Church, located on the north side of Indianapolis. If you'd like to check out more information about our church and ministry, please visit faithchurchindy.com. Our scripture today comes from the book of Proverbs, chapter 15, verses 1 through 10. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise commends knowledge. But the mouths of fools pour out folly. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch over the evil and the good. A gentle tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. A fool despises his father's instruction, but whoever heeds reproof is prudent. In the house of the righteous there is much treasure, but trouble befalls the income of the wicked." The lips of the wise spread knowledge, not so the heart of fools. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is acceptable to him. The way of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but he loves him who pursues righteousness. There is severe discipline for him who forsakes the way. Whoever hates reproof will die. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated.
1: Good morning. It's my privilege to introduce our guest speaker this morning, Pastor Curtis Costin, and his lovely wife is with him as well. I don't know if she's in this no. service. Oh, there she is. Yeah, yeah. I always lose her. I, know. I lost her first service, too, didn't I? So I didn't no. help either. <laughs> uh, so um, his wife's name is LaVette. So make sure that you say hello to her, but uh, Curtis and Lovett have three kids, one daughter, two boys. Uh, Curtis is the senior pastor of Solid Word Bible Church here in Indianapolis. And as some of you, many of you probably know, there's that connection to Faith Church. So the Solid Word started in the year 2000, mm-hmm. right here meeting in Faith Church facilities. Uh, and so a long history here uh, with Faith. So. Curtis was involved right from the beginning in lay leadership with Solid Word, but then in 2006, he became the executive pastor there. About a couple of years later, then you moved to Germany, and uh, his wife's uh, job took them to Europe, and, and he didn't wait very long, though, and he got involved as the outreach director and then became the senior pastor of Black Forest Christian Fellowship there in Germany. And Black Forest might ring a bell because... Uh, there's black forest academy which actually founded the church the christian fellowship church and black forest is where uh, our own missionaries dan and michelle Tebby, served as teachers and i mean even such a connection that uh, curtis did the baby dedication of dan and michelle's youngest daughter um, and then on the flip side your kids I uh, attended Black Forest Academy yep, sure so did, yep. a lot of a lot of connection well they came back to Indianapolis in 2017 and that's when Curtis became the senior pastor of uh, Solid Word so Curtis welcome back to Faith Thanks. Church Great and to be here. it is a privilege to have you come and bring a message to us from God's Word amen thank you good
2: morning, good morning. <clears throat> it is always a pleasure to be back at Faith um, as Mark said, we, we have a nice um, history uh, with faith and over the years, and um, we are very grateful for it. Um, good to be back here in this season. This actually starts after here, a little bit of time off for <clears throat> um, family. So some vacation, some work away from home. Some of you know what that's like as we get our youngest off to college and uh, last week was it week before last I'm losing track of time we got our first um, into her first and in, uh, into her first apartment you know as she um, journeys into her teaching career here in Indianapolis and the middle one getting him set to get back to go to campus at Belmont University and then the youngest who um, um, I call him our our beast, not because I'm being mean, it's just his size. Um, he's going to be um, in Illinois playing football for a school there, so we get him off. You look at me and you go, you have a football player? Yeah, I do. He's just not my size. <laughs> he's like my brothers. Uh, <clears throat> but we are really, I mean, we are grateful to be able to fellowship with all of you just because of what... God has done in us. I'm going to point your attention to the scripture that was read um, and I am tiling it the way of wisdom uh, with words. We actually went through Proverbs ourselves. We did a series um, at the beginning of the year going through um, into the summer and really wanted to look at what you know what God had to say through this book that is leading us in wisdom. Now as you know The Proverbs are, generally speaking, these are not hard and fast promises that'll guarantee every time this is how it will work. But we do understand that all things being equal, and generally speaking, this is the way of wisdom for our lives and for us to be able to follow it. And so today, I believe more than ever, um, God's wisdom is needed as we navigate communicating with one another. That is, the words we use and how we receive words. Um, Because right now, it just seems in our society, no one is listening to one another. And when we communicate, we don't communicate in ways that will reflect the heart of God in Christ. And so, this particular chapter stood out to me as we went through it. And so for me, the focus for today is that the way we communicate and receive words will demonstrate whether we are embracing the wisdom of God or we are rejecting it. God gives us enough in his word and in his scripture to lead and guide us in how we communicate with those around us and how we engage. And so I have a question for you That I'll ask again at the end, and that is, what does your way with words communicate about you? Or what does it demonstrate? What does your way with words demonstrate about you and your heart and where you are? Let me just pause and we go before the Lord briefly. Father, we thank you for this time together. I pray you would give us wisdom and you would help us, O Lord, to understand what you have said, what you are showing us, and where you are leading. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. And so as we look today, I'm going to focus in two areas for this. There are a number of ways with this text, and it is really full of wisdom in this area of how we communicate, but I'm going to look at one, the, um, uh, the the faithful use or the foolish use of words. So, faithful or foolish words, and then we're going to look at the end at whether we are rejecting or receiving wise words, the words from God. So, first, faithful or foolish words, and then are we um, receiving or rejecting wise words as given through the Scripture, which reflect the heart of God. And we know also that, <clears throat> that our words will reveal many times the condition of our hearts, that the things we say are many times attached to where we are either in life or at the moment, And I know many times when we say things and we may blurt them out and we say, I wasn't thinking, I didn't really mean to say that. Well, many times our words will tell the tale of where we are. And so this morning, where we can be is within God's word. So let's start off. And what I'm going to do is do the faithful and then give the foolish opposite of it as the Proverbs does. So the first set of words that I want us to look at are what I would call soft words soft words and verse 1 starts out with saying a soft answer turns away wrath but a harsh word stirs up anger soft words are delicate or tender which is what the soft actually means are words that are necessary and to be used when we are in a disagreement a debate or even a discussion and so that's the context for soft words think about the time think about the scenarios in which You've been in conversations and situations where you are in disagreement with someone and it could have been just this week. And 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 where you are wanting to communicate your thoughts. And I have to ask that question, were your words delicate? Were they tender? See, because here's what it says. It says that a soft answer will turn away. Generally speaking, it it will cause the heat to be calm. Many times, when we are in disagreement with someone, it can be over a value system, a worldview, or a philosophical way of thinking, and we may be set in it. And this is not at the compromising of truth, because many times people think, well, will I have to compromise truth? No, you don't. But what it's saying here is that, is that some scenarios require your heart to be soft your heart to be humble, and thus your words will be. Think about the times in which you were in scenarios that were really tough, and the person came with a gentle, with a soft, with a tender response. And you were, as the saying goes, you were loaded for bear. You were ready to respond back, and they didn't go there. And it just caused you to come. It just extinguished the flame. That's what's being talked about here. And I think about the times that our Lord could have used words that would have fueled the flame. I think of Jesus standing before Pilate. I think of Jesus standing before the Roman soldiers. Oh, he could have come back in a heated way. And yet we see a different picture because the scenario called for it. What are some scenarios that God is calling for you to use soft words? Sometimes we think soft means weak. And actually it doesn't. Soft may be the strongest response that you can have in that moment. Because you know what the Word of God says. You know what what. What God requires of you, you know the Christ-likeness that can come through. And it takes the power of the Holy Spirit maybe grabbing a hold of you and causing it to be soft. But the foolish version of that is harsh words. And that is really painful words or hurtful or intentionally hurtful words. Someone says something to you that may have been harsh or hurtful and right and kind, I got your back. I will not be outdone, and we respond, and then it just continues to escalate, and before you know it, we're like, how do we get here? Well, harsh begot harsh, and, 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 and it says it, it will turn up the fire. We see it in our lives, and so we say, is this for the moment what Christ is requiring of me. Now let me distinguish between something. There are hard words and there are harsh words. There's a difference. See Jesus spoke hard words to people when he's there are times that he gave some things that were hard. I like to go the conversation between Nicodemus and Jesus in chapter 3. And Jesus at the woman at the well in chapter 4 of John's gospel, you see two different responses from the same Lord. Nicodemus, he was pretty hard with. You get words like, you're a teacher of Israel and you don't understand this? I was like, ooh, oh Lord. You would say, that was harsh. You know that was hard because it was the truth. And it was where Nicodemus was, but he should not have been. And then you get him in chapter 4 when he's talking with the woman at the well who, as we know, came at the time of day because she was fully embarrassed and ashamed of her life. And you see the progression through conversation that Jesus takes her through. You see it and, and, and you see the softness and the tenderness. But he does say some hard words when he tells her to go get her husband and she says, I don't. And then he just reveals all of her. He just exposes it all. But not at any time do you get the point that he was trying to hurt her or bring pain. Soft answer versus soft words versus harsh words. Jesus calls us to speak truth in the context of love Ephesians 4:15 Next one after we have soft words we have wise words verse 2 says the tongue of the wise commends knowledge but the mouths of fools pour out folly In this one wise words this one is the person who is who is skillful in use this is the person now that has that is developing some experience with their use of words. I'm not just talking about your vocabulary. I'm talking about knowing when to use what words at what time. Later on in the chapter verse 23 talks about an apt word, meaning an appropriate one, one that you know how and when to use that. You know, here it is. You you have knowledge, but you skillfully use it. That's you knowing something about a person. You can do one of two things. You can, you can, with that knowledge, you can use words that will help that person, maybe get out of that scenario and situation and bring them the health and healing, or you can use it to further destroy them. And some of us have knowledge of people, knowledge of things, that we have a choice with how we use that knowledge. This here, when it says it commends knowledge, you are affirming that which is truth because you're able to discern it. Why? Because God has control of your life and your heart. And as you read the scriptures, you are seeing where God is wanting you to be. You are are hearing what he wants you to hear and you are seeing the life of Christ in the word. And now you know how to discern good from evil. We got a lot today, people that are retweeting foolishness or that are posting things that should not be, because we know that communication is not just words. Now we can do it with our fingers. Today, we've got what I would call thumb thugs, or we've got finger gangsters, and they're out there communicating like they would not if they were standing in front of you. And God is calling those who are following him in Christ to understand that wise words are needed. You you discern truth from error. You use it correctly and you share that knowledge abundantly. The opposite of that is a person who is continually using words of folly. And that folly is error based out of wickedness. Now, last week, I was looking at the the sermon from last week with Dr. Perrin, and he talked about the wicked. And many times we think about the wicked, as he said, the wicked is just that awful person. And we go, well, I'm not that. Well, no, actually, when we live apart from God and when we live as opposed to God and against his word and against his character and against his way, however subtle it is, we're behaving in a wicked fashion. And so he says to, and that, that, that this person pours out error. They just, they don't want to learn. They just keep pour, speaking that which is not only wrong, but that which is hurtful, that which is unwise. They've not thought it through. They've not taken it through the grid of Scripture or of the situation that they're in. So not only do we have soft words and wise words, we also have gentle words. Verse 4 says, A gentle tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. Now that word gentle here is more healthy or healing words. And this is how we go about and go through our lives. Healthy or healing words, words that bring life. And it says here that, that, that a tongue that comes from a healthy heart. Now, I didn't say a perfect heart, but a healthy one, one that's growing in maturity in the ways of Christ and that, and that you desire to be more and more Christ-like in your conversations. You are wanting to bring life into your conversations. Let me give you, to me, it's a, it's a, it's a, a, a lifelong example. Um, I grew up in, brooklyn uh, new york and 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 at that particular time, just like I mean our day to day, lots of turmoil, lots of things that were happening i'll date myself a little bit in the seventies when I was in middle school and high school um, <clears throat> we had a, a brother at a church who will become one of the associate pastors at a um, larger church in Brooklyn, he would—he just on his own decided he would grab a group of us youth. He would just grab us, and, and, and he would get us to get our parents' permission to meet at one of our different houses in the city on a Friday night, and would just, you know, provide the food and the snacks and just say, let's talk about anything. And we were like, anything? Like, we can ask you any question pertaining to life and Christ and the church, you know, and so we anything. And so we would all gather and we'd sit and we're on the floor, couches, whatever. And he called them rap sessions. Now I know for you guys today you're like, man, that's kind of corny. Rap. Yeah, but 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 back then it wasn't. And I'll just say to you guys, whatever words you use today, 20 years from now, it'll be corny. <laughs> to those people who look at you as old. And so we 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 sat and we talked, and then I realized later on in life what he was doing. Number one, he kept a lot of us out of trouble on a Friday night in Brooklyn. Had us in somebody's house where our parents and all of them knew where we were. And I knew some of that group, he kept some of us really out of trouble. But another thing that he did is he gave these wise words. He, he, would, he would give us ways to handle scenarios and the way to answer back with our faith, and he would listen and he would speak. Years passed by, he was no longer at our church, and he becomes, as I said, associate pastor at, uh, at actually Brooklyn Tabernacle. He was one of the associates there. And I was there for a concert, one of their many big concerts that they used to have. And afterwards I came out and his wife was there. And actually here was the couple that, that got me on my first Christian camp because my parents at the time, there were seven of us, and that they were able to pay for the first three. <laughs> and me being the fourth one <clears throat> got the short end of the stick. They were like, okay, we ran out of money. Can't pay for you to go. And So I was not going to go. And my mom was torn up, but she was like, we can't send you. And this couple back then said, can we pay for Curtis to go? We want to pay for him. And I remember going to Word of Life camp in Scroon Lake it was my first time ever going to a Christian camp. And it opened the doors. I love that place. And it began to help me on my journey. But here she sees me at the church and she recognizes my face. Sister Bird, and she says, Curtis, oh my, it's great to see you. I mean, I'm an adult now, and <clears throat> I think then I'm probably in my latter 20s at that particular time. And so she says, you, you, you have to come meet and um, Pastor Bird. She didn't say Pastor Bird. She said his first name, which we, we didn't use that back then. And not in my community, you didn't, unless you wanted to get quickly disciplined. <clears throat> and so she said, you need to come over and see Ralph. And I was like, Ralph, she said, Pastor Bird. I said, okay. We get over, and she says, she puts me in front and says um, to him, she says, hey, do you know who this is? And I love it. He was always this gentle man. He says, he looks at me, and he does it. And instead of trying to play it off or to ask, you know, you got those cues where you get the person to say their name? He goes, son, I'm sorry. I don't remember your face. He goes, I'm sorry. And I said, that's okay. I said, I'm Curtis Constant." And his whole countenance just changes. He almost wells up in tears. He was like, Curtis, oh my gosh. Because I know he remembers sitting in these different living rooms and places and him communicating. First, when he asked, how are you? I said, I'm fine. First real question he asked me, he says, are you still walking with the Lord? And man, it still makes me well up. I remember answering him. I said, yes, sir. Yes, I am. His words, gentle, healing, healthy, over the years brought life, and I'm standing in front of them, him as a product of a person who gave life to someone over the years. He's now with the Lord. But, but, but that testament stands true to me. Are your words bringing life? Or the opposite, the foolish words, here he says, he says, But perverse speech, perverse words break the spirit. Here's what I think of with that. These are misleading, lying, and crooked words. I wrote this down. We today are flooded with phone scammers and people that get on and take advantage of folks in the most vulnerable times. Their words are intent to mislead and to misguide. How many people have said, I've lost fortunes listening to that, or I've been, I've been led astray listening, it breaks the spirit. It can crush a person. Sometimes it may not even be that drastic. It could be someone coming to us for help, and our hearts are not in the right place, and we crush them with our ungodly judgments versus healing And helping someone, even if we may have to cut. I think of the difference between a knife in the hands of a surgeon and the knife in the hands of an assailant, of a person that wants to rob you. Two different scenarios, same kind of tool. One, through the cutting, will bring healing eventually because the intent is to heal even if it cuts. The other is meant just to ravage and to hurt and to bring pain because that's my intent. Where are you? See, God has given us the ability to use words that will reflect him and will bring life. Or we can choose to live in ourselves and we can crush, we can cause wrath, we can continue to pour out error. Don't you see the life of Christ in these in these faithful words? Don't you see the heart of the Savior in these faithful words? Think of the interactions that He's had throughout the scriptures, and you can see faithful. And looking at humanity, you see foolish words. Well, then, lastly, not only are there faithful and foolish words, we can receive or reject God's words of wisdom. And this is not long, because you're going to fall in one of three categories you're going to be a heater a despiser or a forsaker verse 5 talks about heeding where it says a foolish i mean i'm sorry a fool despises his father's instruction but whoever heeds reproof is prudent a heater that is a person okay uh younger folk in the room or anyone who's ever been a child that should be everyone is remember those times when a parent would say something to you and then they would say something like, here's how it went in in my house. My mother would say, Curtis, did you hear me? I said, I heard you. I heard you. She's like, you must not have because you're not changing. You're not doing anything. Based on what I've said, you're not doing anything. So did you really hear me? Well, she wasn't asking if 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 I heard the words and and the sound that I understood the words that were coming out of her mouth, I understood them. Uh, But she wasn't getting to that. She was asking me, why aren't you heeding what you heard? Why aren't you putting into practice that which has been given? And so it says that in the latter part of five, it says, whoever heeds reproof, that is correction. Uh, Whoever heeds reproof is prudent or is disciplined, and that it takes that disciplined approach and allowing the Lord to work in your heart to put into practice what you've heard, even if it's hard. You you have been shown something about yourself that's not good, but you are in a position to change. I embarked, I didn't share this in the earlier service, but I would today, I embarked upon a journey about two years ago. I was a lot heavier and very unhealthy at that time. One of my younger sisters suddenly passed away, um, and, and, uh, um, from a from a pulmonary embolism. Suddenly, it was just she was fine and she was around my cousins that night. That next morning, gone, and 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 with the Lord, and it was devastating for all of us. And I remember after we laid her to rest, and <clears throat> and I was taking pictures. One of my uncles walked up, and 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 he was he was wanting to be helpful, and I told him that he was, and he walked up, and he hits my stomach. Now, you have to understand, you go, what stomach? Well, yeah, now, but, but I was three suit sizes heavier, um, uh, and, and, and I tell people I was overweight, and I was heartbroken, and I decided after that, was like, I'm done, and the advice, and people would say things. I began to heed it, and two years later, I'm at this point where I'm feeling so much healthy as I get ready to approach another banner year. I'm not telling you what the year that is, you're going to ask me later. But I, one more year in, in, in this decade, and then I approach the next one. And so I think about that as heeding, as opposed to a despiser. It says, a fool despised father's instruction, and this is the assumption that the father is giving good biblical instruction that you should heed. And in this case, for us, is the word of our Heavenly Father. He says, you're, you're treating it with contempt and, and, and not having value with it shows that you're foolish. That you really don't understand what's happening. And then there's the last one in verse 10. It says, a forsaker, the heart, I'm sorry, the, the, there is severe... De- Discipline for him who forsakes the way, whoever hates reproof will die. The person who doesn't want to be corrected, you can never say anything to them. God says, watch out, because the discipline may come, and it may come really severe. Because the thing is to get you back where he wants you and where he desires you. Haters of correction are in a bad place. And God says to you, love good correction allow God to use people that are soft worders, wise worders, and gentle worders. I know those aren't, you know, English phrases and ways, but you get the point, is to allow them to help you to be corrected and reproved. So let me ask you the question as we close this. Again, what does your way with words reveal about your heart? Will you receive... Or will you reject wise words? I do like to end on this positive note. The verse 31 in that chapter gives it well. When it says, The ear that listens to life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. I love that. God says, Here, allow it to correct you. He said, Because you live as one that is living out of godly wisdom reflecting the life of Christ. Will that be you? Let's pray this morning. Father, thank you so much, Lord, for your love for us, which causes you to give us your words of wisdom. And I pray today, Father, that we would heed. Father, that we would allow you to shape and change our hearts and our lives. Lord, that we would be among the wise as we are living the life that you give and are giving life with our words. We ask you this in Christ's name, amen.